Hi, Joshim. Hi, listener. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Hot Local Singles, the podcast where we discuss music, intellectualize things that we shouldn't intellectualize. <laughs> As you probably know, I hope by now, we usually rate pop music. Hot or mm-hmm. local, we pick our smashes at the end of the episode. This episode's a little different just because... Because it's a special episode. Yeah, welcome to the end of the year. It's officially year-end territory. Decade and even, Crazy. some people would say. <laughs> the decade's Crazy. over. We're ranking each and every year from this past decade, hot or local. <laughs> <laughs> some said it couldn't be done, but we're, we're making it happen. <laughs> we're reading the abstract concept of time as hot or local. Ten times in a row. As it should. We're going to choose our favorite song of each year as well. It's yeah. it's tough. We got some of you to chime in a little too. So we're going to be playing yeah. those voicemails as we get there. Thanks for calling. I mean, how do you want to start? Should we start with this here year, 2019, and move back? Or should we start in oh, 2010? Oh, interesting approach. I was assuming chronologically. Right, I think. I think we should do chronologically. Okay. Yeah. So then we'll end with kind of... A best of the year, in a way. Yeah, exactly. That way we can make 2019 a bit more in-depth, since it's... Yeah, we need, we need more depth. <laughs> we've had 10 episodes this year. This podcast has been sorely <laughs> lacking some depth, <laughs> some nuance. <laughs> so we got a couple of uncles, actually, for, for 2010. Should we play them now? Let's start with 2010, yeah. Okay. We have a 2010 fave from Connor. Hello, Josh. Hello, Juan. As we all know, the year is winding down, and not just the year, but the decade. But what better place to start than the beginning, 2010? Now, you might hear a lot of people say that the 2010's absolute best song is LCD Sound System's I Can Change. Others claim 2010's crowning jewel is Kanye West's Runaway, featuring Pusha T. But for me, it's not any of those. For me, the absolute best song of 2010 has to be Ariel Pink's Haunted Graffiti's Round and Round. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Good call. Yeah, that was a good call. Thanks, Connor, for calling. I sort of harassed them to call. Well, not really. I just asked politely. Super organic, like, for the yeah. people. Bernie should hire me. Yeah. If he wants to get a LinkedIn. <laughs> Forcing people to call it. <laughs> 2010. Oh, what a year. Um, I remember Kanye was being huge that year. If I had to choose one of the three songs, I feel like I would probably choose Runaway. Okay. Um, Aerial Pink is an interesting choice. Like, Aerial Pink, I just don't have much interaction with, but I feel like peripherally i'm like right that's like very 2000 early 2000s like sort of like indie rock was dying and becoming more like lo-fi or whatever i guess mm. but i'm like I, I can't really situate that historically other than like right aerial pink straight men listen to that well i mean i guess you're onto something in that 2010 is like a transitional year from the late 2000s no i had a hard time choosing something for 2010 because i feel like anything that I was going to choose didn't feel 2010s. It felt like 2009. Totally. Like I was thinking like Vampire Weekend, but I was like, no, Vampire Weekend to me peaked in the 2000s. Or like, to me, they're just like in the aughts. Like it's not 
reflective of the of this decade so i had a hard time i consider choosing maya by m.i.a the album by m.i.a yeah or like what one an of album them. for me but for some reason to me m.i.a also feels of the 2000s more the 2000, than the 2010s wow so yeah it's a hard year it was a really hard year one of the hardest for me I think. okay go like keep going with that what did you choose what's your runner-up my runner-up was the throning by hype williams like uh the dean blunt project that okay. he used to have um I swear everything will get poppier after that. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> because that one just was a bit reflective of like, well, the song is amazing and I really, really love it. And I like still listen to it very often. It's very chill. Um, it's like perfect when you want to listen to like music that isn't very conspicuous, just like in the background. <laughs> and I like that vibe. I feel like it like predicted a lot of like what people called chill wave or whatever that would come after. Just like very okay. chill post in the rock still kind of rocky but with more like synthy elements hmm. so that was my runner-up and i okay. really like that song what was your runner-up well my runner-up is absolutely xxxo by m.i.a oh my god i'm so happy you chose that i, I know someone have been fucking had to clearly but that my <laughs> album felt really big for her as an artist and for me as however old i was then if i get <laughs> or, or like what 18 um were you born in 93 93 yeah yeah so probably 18 I turned Wait. 18. No, 17. <clears throat> so you were 17. <laughs> I turned 18 in in August of 2010. Okay. I turned 18 and the next day I moved to Canada. Can you believe that? Wow. It's been almost 10 years. That's a big decade. That's a yeah. big year, I mean. It's well, a big both. year for me, yeah. <laughs> all I remember that year, if I'm honest, all I listened to was that Kanye album, actually. That was like my, my thing back in that time. And a lot of like Vampire Weekend. Oh, I was so into Vampire Weekend. Yeah. Um, we have another call. Should we do that before our picks of the year? Let's do the call. So this call is by Brian. Just want to say my favorite song of the 2010s has to be Rihanna's Only Girl in the World because it transcends all sexualities and genders and just makes me feel some type of way. We're both nodding. Absolutely, Brian. Yeah. Honestly, concise and totally, yeah. totally fucking right. I mean, wow. completely correct. Yeah. What a what a song. But isn't oh, that one of those songs that feels like it belongs in the previous decade? Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So speaking of things that belong in the previous decade, that <laughs> Uffy album came out in 2010 too. Sex dreams and denim jeans. I know. Some I good thought shit about on that there, too. Though. Yeah. I didn't choose any Uffy, but I did think about that. Because I only realized really late. I assumed it was like a 2008 release or something. Yeah. So much just, stuff felt so much older than it actually was. I know. Right? Or like yeah. the opposite or something. Yeah, totally. It's just like a, it's a muddied era for me. Like it's hard to remember what happened yeah. exactly. Especially because like this Rihanna song is like, I associate with like post Lady Gaga, like edm pop. Which to me is like 2009, but then I was thinking about it. Lady Gaga made most of her music in the 2010s, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. Like she debuted, I guess, in 2008 or nine, but then Born This Way, Art Pop, and I think even the Fame Monster came in the 2000, came out in the 2010s, which mm-hmm. I just couldn't conceive of. Right. That was the hardest thing about this whole exercise was like the historical aspect of it. I was like, Lady Gaga is not 2010s to, for, to me at all, but she literally is. Yeah, she is. But 
I love that Rihanna song. It's like one of the huge songs. It's huge, you know? Yeah, totally huge. It's just like, it's huge. <laughs> 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 There's no other way to describe it. That's how the decade started with huge pop, like super like stadium filling, like screaming pop. Yeah. Great tune. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to tell you my favorite song yeah, of 2010. I'm so curious. It's Just a Dream by Nelly. What? Whoa. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it's perfect. <laughs> I mean, the fact that this came out in 2010 is baffling, but it's true. It did. It's a love song. He's like heartbroken in it. Oh. But there's guitars. This is Nelly? <laughs> <laughs> You know what this kind of vibe reminds me of? Of like Chris Brown when he was huge. Yeah, you're right. Um, But what a track. Yeah, I remember that song. The tents really started out so (laughs) tackily. Well, I mean, like, don't people always say that cultural decades are like shifted a couple years? Like, so by that definition, 2010 and 2011 are actually of the previous decade. After doing this, I fully believe that. I fully believe it too, yeah. I feel like as we progress i i feel like i feel like the decades are into shape up starting in 2012 i mean that's like the crucial year but uh-huh. i'll talk about that later my pick of 2010 was I can't absolutely wait. your love by Nicki Minaj. oh thank god <laughs> i this was a runner-up at one point for me um Dude. what a fucking song I didn't discover this song until really late in life, but I, I've heard that North American associated with like high school or like, I mean, like my group of friends who like, just like, it seemed like it was huge in 2010. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The song to me is timeless. It's like beautiful. It's also a love song in a way, but mm-hmm. like in all ways. Um, and it's like peak Nikki, like her, all of her best things, her like amazing flow, a couple of characters. Her like yeah. orientalism, her problematicness yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are all encapsulated in your love. Um, one of my favorite Nikki songs for sure. That the fact that this came in 2010 was just like a prediction that Nikki was gonna be huge for mm. the rest of the decade. I mean it set her up to be huge, definitely. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. My only complaint is really heavy use of that sample. Oh yeah, I know. Super, super heavy. But it's great. It's one of those like high stakes pop songs, right? Exactly. Yeah. I think just uh just a dream is as well and yeah. honestly i kind of use that to choose my songs for the entire decade like which which of these songs has the most impact like right the like the most important feeling songs of a year that's a it's like a crazy to thing it. to have to choose but that's kind of how yeah. i went and did it that's why i'm also really grateful of everyone who called because if this was hard for us we got like essentially 20 choices mm-hmm. yet we forced the listener to choose just one thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have ariel pink we have Nicki minaj we have rihanna 
and we have Nelly for 2010. What a year. It's um, the year. What can I hotter say? Hotter local year. I have to say it's a local year. That's got to be a, a local year, yeah. Because the huge thing of that year was that Kanye West album, which is local. Yeah. And Linky's local. Rihanna, at that point of her career, was the most local. Peak local Rihanna. Yeah. Easy, yeah. It's just, it is how it is. It's not offensive. Yeah. It's just true. It's just a team. And that's how the podcast works. We love you, 2010, though. What a, what a great year. Defining year in my life, for sure. Okay, let's do 2011. My runner-up was what I think to be one of the, one of the, one of the songs ever released. <laughs> one of them, uh, "Judas" by Lady Gaga. Uh, yeah, um, I that love was that, that chorus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shocking again. I'm not a huge Gaga fan, but the song to me is just like everything. I don't know. I really yeah. like the song. Um, it's funny, great lyrics, and just feels huge too. That's one of my faves. I would say from that era yeah. of her. Oh, okay. My turn. Yeah. Um, my runner-up for 2011. Ooh, I'm like contemplating switching them in real time. <laughs> I almost did that, but... Ooh, oh, okay, I'm yeah. not going to. My runner-up is Stupid Hope by Nicki Minaj. Woo! So oh fucking good. Oh my God, good. yes. Oh so my God, amazing. Good. Amazing, amazing, amazing. At one point, I that, was, done. that was at one point the most disliked song on YouTube. Do you remember when that yeah, happened? Yeah, I remember that. Or like I've heard that after the fact. Yeah. Um, I must admit that when it came out, I didn't understand it. But I, at the time, I just didn't have any like strong opinions on Nikki. Nikki to me just seemed like I feel like I hadn't fully assimilated into North American culture, and Nikki to me was like that, like North American culture that I didn't understand. Wow. Um, until I don't know when, but whatever. I didn't have strong opinions about that song, but I remember people hating it. Mm-hmm. Like all my friends hated it. Totally, it was hateable, but it's so Which great. Which is what makes it so genius. Yeah. No, totally. It really stood the test of time, and people now like truly stand it. Or at least by people, I mean F words. Um, <laughs> oh, damn, that should have been my main pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> uh, no, what a great song. It's just a complete, also completely deranged song. Like, it makes no sense. It shouldn't work. She starts like does. terribly singing towards the end. <laughs> it's just perfect. Yeah. It's I, like, I, I guess it's about um, Lil Kim, right? Or Trina? Yeah, I think so. Someone. I forget. Uh, she used to hate Lorcan in that era, I think. Yeah, okay. experimental pop, essentially. This birthed Sophie. This invented Sophie. Essentially. You're right. It really started the, the real decade. Started the yeah, real decade. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is like, okay, we've pinpointed. This is when the decade started. Stupid hope by Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I have to agree with that. Okay, what's your top pick of 2011 then? My top is probably one of the more predictables. It's Video Games by Lana Del uh, Rey. Mm-hmm. To me, the ballad of the decade in terms of cultural impact for a generation. I feel like this is the millennial ballad. Yeah. It's better than I ever even knew. They say that the world was built for two. Only with living if somebody is loving you. Baby, now. obviously cemented or invented one of if not my favorite artists of the decade mm-hmm. don't have much to say i mean it laid out the persona immediately um, it did it's immediate yeah yeah i remember pitchfork loved it when it came out 
But then soon after, it started all the controversy about her lips, her fillers, mm -hmm. who was Lana Del Rey. Started all these debates about like authenticity in music. Lizzie Grant. Great track. Yeah. <laughs> it really was like very reflective of the of like music journalism at the time when people didn't know anything but like authenticity because indie rock was just so based on that. Yeah. So when like people started doing personas or like try to like I guess fusing that indie rock mentality with like more pop sensibilities, everyone had a freak out because mm -hmm. they didn't know how to deal with it. So and musically amazing. Makes me cry every time. Well not every time, but Wow. Yeah. Okay, my <laughs> turn. It's it's a crazy choice. It's cockiness it. by Rihanna. Oh, whoa, yeah. I'm loving your choices, though. They're, like, super risky. They're so fucking risky, yeah. I feel like <laughs> I was in a manic mood when I made this list. Cockiness is crazy because of just how fucking filthy it is. It's so <laughs> filthy that, like, people in the song react and, like, scream at her lyrics in the song. <laughs> it's really insane. And that beat is just... crazy like one year difference that it made for rihanna's career right? insane when you think of it that way yeah she was like peak local the, just the year before and now she's like starting to become the like raunchy sexy rihanna i mean it took it took probably a matter of months for like yeah. a boardroom of people to decide that yeah crazy <laughs> a boardroom of people. she was releasing an album a year at that point yeah totally that's what i remember the most about rihanna in that era she would release music consistently it was nonstop. Yeah. Um, Love that song. That's a great choice. Rihanna really also, I think, is like one of the artists of the decade in a way. So I'm glad yeah. we've really repped her so far. Yeah. I feel like maybe there's there's not even that much less of her coming up. Like she really owned it. Yeah. She owned it culturally. Wait, what album is this? Talk That Talk. What's on that? Let's see. You to One, Where Have You Been? Oh, okay. Yeah. So she transitioned from Only Girl in the World with Where Have You Been? We Found Love, I mean, come on. Oh, huge track, yeah. Oh my God, We Found Love was everywhere that year. Everywhere. Every fucking where, yeah. I remember being pissed because it seemed too much like Skins, the video. I yeah, she totally. Was <laughs> she definitely was, right? Yeah. It was like incredibly <laughs> British for some reason, even though she has like no British ties. You're right. Um, and the like, guy in the it same, was hot, I remember. Yeah, he was really hot. And like the same vibes of just like, I remember the scene where like they're smoking like a thousand cigarettes and... Like, they put, like, a bunch of cigarettes in their mouth and, like, bite them all. Oh, so stupid. Love it. Very skins, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rihanna. Thanks for making the decade. So, I'm done with 2011. Great year. Oh, I Good do, year. I, I wanted to, it's... like, shout out another oh. song. Okay. But is that cheating? Well, I have an album I kind of want to shout out to. So oh, shout, for shout out an album for sure. Album is fine. Yeah. Femme Fatale was that year. Britney oh, Spears. crazy. See, I've, yeah. never, I've never been... A Britney stan like that era of Britney to me just I never clicked with it but to me it's like the last one. era that um created some good stuff like Trip to Your Heart is a song on that album that I loved basically right. trance crazy <laughs> um How I Roll is good you know yeah. I Wanna Go was the single it's good too oh yeah I remember that one it was like early celebrity dubstep like early yeah. pop dubstep 
Oh my god, I remember Pop Dubstep. That was such a thing. It was really, it really seemed early at the time for Britney to be yeah. doing that. But. And Britney, yeah. as we know now, in our revisionist gay history, has always been like ahead of the curve, even though we didn't recognize it at the time. Mm. But like with Blackout, it seemed like she was ahead of the curve. Hmm. Same with that. Yeah. Um, but let's move on. I think the song that I want to shout out is more of a 2012 song, actually. Okay. Some songs are iffy that way. Wait, so yeah. 2011 is probably local. What do you think? Uh, what are our choices? Video games, Judas, Cockiness, and Stupid Ho? No, that's hot. You think it's hot? That's like hot as hell, yeah. Stupid Ho does make it hot. Yeah. I think Stupid uh, Ho Judas isn't local hot. because locals rejected it actively. Absolutely. No, totally. It's like avant-garde. <laughs> you know what? Cockiness is too. Okay, I take it back. Yeah. 2011 no, no. was hot as hell. And I love to say that video games is hot, even though it's like the most local song on everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hot in my heart. Okay. Um, 2012 was by far the hardest year for me, Joshi. Okay. To the point that I have four choices still. Um, I want to hear them all. Really? Okay. I'll do like three runners up then. Okay. Uh, the first one is Valentine by Fiona Apple. Kind of like ballady, sad. Honestly, mostly a shout out to what I think is one of the best albums of the decade. Okay. But musically, it's not very reflective of anything of the decade. It's just Fiona Apple doing Fiona Apple. Mm -hmm. um, and then Grimes, I think, was huge in 2012. Mm -hmm. um, I am a, I'm more of a Genesis kind of fag than a, an Oblivion, but Oblivion is obviously a great song. Yep. Super um, great song. And then, no, but my actual real runner up is 212, obviously. Wow. Okay, yeah. Which came out in 2011, actually, but came out in December of 2011. Oof. So I'm like, its impact was probably in 2012. It must have been. Uh, but I mean, 212 is one of the huge tracks, again, in existence. Okay. And I've, I've been listening to it ever since I was making this list, and I'm like, this shit bangs even today. I feel I've probably listened to that song over a thousand times not exaggerating and it still goes off every single time i remember playing that song in my dorm room like my Cute. dorm went off to that song yeah and that's the thing about that song i remember when i was in barcelona in 2016 i played it in like a in a bar and gays and straights united in experiencing the beauty of that song i feel right. like that song just trans transcends sexuality one of those songs that i was constantly dying to hear out and honestly always did yeah no totally like a big moment whenever it came on which was is always nice yeah and and, and in my I'm, be, I'm sounding like a historian too much so stop me if i'm being annoying but no i don't want to stop you i also feel like this song was like the start of like a short-lived trend of like queer rap hmm. like azalea invented essentially like mickey blanco and like zebra cats and like all those people that came right after with like mm. kind of like alt rap just like Azalea's presence made it that rap could be a bit more edgy and more like hmm. rock and roll. Um, and I think 212 is like obviously what started Azalea. So yeah. Wow, yeah. She made room for a lot of people. Yeah, totally. Okay. You're going to recognize some of the artists in my top picks for 2012. Mm -hmm. I have Love Song with like eight E's. That's Rihanna with Future as okay. my runner up. Gorgeous song. That was like the ballad for me of the year cute we love a ballad but my number one of 2012 is 1991 by azealia banks oh crazy oh, i can't that believe was that was the same year fantasy or whatever came out in 2012 literally it it came out pretty much really back to back all yeah. of that stuff so i was gonna choose uh fears i love fears but 1991 is amazing it's essentially the same, Wait, the same concept song? fears fears, uh, yeah, fears yeah, yeah yeah 
It's very similar concept. I think if anything, 1991 is a better song. Do you remember the the 1991 music video? Um, the best music video. It really seemed like she was about to become huge. Yeah, it did. Wait, but I haven't I haven't given my top pick of that year actually. Oh. It sounded like I did because I said like a thousand songs. It sounded like you did, yeah. yeah. Okay, what's your top pick? My top pick was Jasmine by J. Paul. Uh-huh. Iconic. Very like indie pop. Oh, I just uh, love that song so much. You're smiling so much. It's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could stop doing this podcast so I could go listen to that song. <laughs> Let's do 2013. Yeah. Oh, we have two calls for 2013, actually. Oh, we do. Okay, let's play one now and one in a few minutes. This one for 2013 is from... Hi, babies. It's Queen. My decade moment is... I'm going to go back to 2012-2013 when Solange came out with her EP and Love is in the Parking Lot came out. Um, and I'm not thinking it because Juani and I went to see her in Montreal and she had a wardrobe malfunction, although that wasn't amazing. Right? <laughs> um, and because she collabed with Dev Hines on that EP, which was uh, a great collab. And she had an amazing wedding photo, which was not related to the song, but just influences my aesthetic level for her. Then, you know, bringing a little funk to the pop scene and not just like an overproduced dance beat was a great move for her and I'm just really leaving her next album. Okay, love you babies, bye! Bye Queen, love you back. Great call, Thanks thank for you calling. Queen. Yeah, great call. Big year for her. Um, yeah, we did see her live actually. I don't know, I forget the name of the place, but if you live in Montreal, like it's Belmont, I bet. Yeah, I know, literally, yeah, Belmont. Was it yeah. Belmont? <laughs> a mature guide. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Solange, and I almost picked Losing You for the 2012 list. Yeah, I didn't include Solange, but I felt bad about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know, and I didn't include her either. Mostly because I feel like she's been praised a lot. So I was like, she, don't need, she doesn't need my praise. Um, yeah. But Her songs are big, right. but not quite the level I was looking for for this right. assignment. My In my social circle, though, 2013 was all about Dev Hines. Right. So I'm glad that Queen brought that in. Because I also was struggling. I was like, I need to choose at least one Dev Hines song. Because to me, it really defined that time of the year. It was like, he was everywhere. His own music, Solange, mm. Sky Ferreira. It was all Dev Hines at the time. Oh, you're right. Wow. That like weird like 80s revival. Losing You is a classic to me. And Lovers in the Parking Lot too. Mm-hmm. They like really, really stand the test of time. And I think unfortunately my favorite Solange. Like I feel like I don't connect with her newer stuff the way that I connected with that shit. But right. that's my, my, my tea. Um, 
I feel like the transition to my runner-up is terrible from that. So what's your runner-up? Wait, let me see mine. Yeah. Oh, it's actually pretty good. So Many Details by Toro y Moi. Oh, wow. I love that song. <laughs> it's so beautiful, right? Yeah. But Crazy. I think it's like a similar vibe, like sort of like chill, wavy pop. But you're right. It doesn't feel very huge. I was like looking at that album in my iTunes, like eyeing it, staring it down, mm. being like, am I going to? Am I gonna bring this up? And I decided not to. <laughs> it doesn't it's, really seem like it serves a spot, but to me, that song is. I I just always constantly revisit it. So yeah. when I even started, when we started thinking about, immediately came to my hands. So I was like, oh, I have to mention it. Let's just let's just do you. What's your top okay, pick then? Let's of 2013. My top. Oh oh, I thought you said top pick, not top. Top. Pick. Top pick. Um, my top pick is "I'm Not Dancing" by Terza. Oh. I'm not dancing, I'm fighting I'm not shining, I'm burning It like goes off, um, but weirdly, it's huge in the sense that it's very like danceable and like up, upbeat. But I feel like weirdly, my 2013 songs, now that I think about it, are all very like austere or like low production, not very like crowded. Honestly, kind of like indie. The, yeah, very indie. Yeah, like the opposite of what my, like the early 2000s felt for me. Mm. I feel like at this point in my life, I was more into this like, yeah low stakes mm-hmm. production kind of chill e pop which i got out of eventually but it was like that was what my life was like back then um yeah. my life was not like that then <laughs> <laughs> so that is to say my runner-up is wrecking ball by miley cyrus oh there's no way that's 2013 i'm so sorry but it what? is 2013 it makes no sense to uh, me either it makes no fucking like- sense that's a great choice because I was considering uh, We Can't Stop. <laughs> I considered that briefly too and yeah. quickly decided against it. <laughs> um, but after all that, my top pick, my smash, you could even say, of 2013 is Body Party by Sierra. Oh my God, you took it there. Gorgeous. That song was humongous in Montreal, like queer dance parties. Humongous. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It crossed over to the club flawlessly. Yeah. 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 It was a club oh track, God. honestly. No, it, like, it's beautiful. I feel like that's my kind of pop. Like, yeah. chill. I mean, in a way, the sound is the same. It's more like higher production or like elevated, but it's still pretty chill. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good That's a good year, actually, now that I think about it. What do we have? <laughs> Tirza, Solange, Wrecking Ball. Party party. Wow. Wow. So I'm hot have to or go local. with hot for that one. You were gonna have to go with hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a trend. <laughs> oh wait, we're missing one from twenty thirteen though. Okay. Let's wait to decide if it's hot or local to hear this phone call. <laughs> this is um this is from David. Let's listen. Yeah. <laughs> What is my favorite song of the 2010s? 
Duh. The first thing that came to mind is uh, Full of Fire by the Knife. The Knife. I forgot they existed, but they were huge that year too, I remember. But to me, again, I feel like The Knife is of the decade before that, even though Full of Fire is a great track. Mm -hmm. No, David's right. I mean, it deserves some consideration. It's like anxious pop. <laughs> yeah, it's nine minutes. You listen to that <laughs> shit and you get an anxiety attack. <laughs> but no, it's really good, I think. Good choice. Thanks, yeah, David. Thanks, David. Uh, Avant-garde in medium as well yeah <laughs> he was mimicking the song in his like choice for recording or whatever really innovated the format of a voicemail <laughs> <laughs> the intersection of voice and males <laughs> and straight males m-a-l-e <laughs> okay let's do 2014 oh my god we're moving so quickly this was my toughest year really interesting it was my easiest in fact like i'm still like kind of disappointed at my choices so i i i wanted you to go first because i feel like mine kind of suck okay i have like bullet points with like runner runner ups okay you know? yeah you need to go first then okay the night is still young just kidding <laughs> <laughs> the night is still young by Nicki Minaj. that's just a little joke for us just for us listener you're not allowed to laugh listener stop laughing right stop now. laughing no one knows what that is but us um no just kidding Every F word knows what that is. <laughs> but that was also the year of Aquarius by Tinashe. Great oh, album. Gorgeous oh, album. I know exactly what you're going to choose. Broke with Expensive Taste was that year. Azealia mm -hmm. Banks' Absolutely, it debut. Was. It was a big year for PZ Music, too. Yeah. Uh, Beautiful by H.E. Cook. Kane West had an EP that year as well. Mm. All that is all that said, though, my uh, runner up is, in fact, Talking Body by Tovlo. Tavlo, crazy. Yeah. Crazy, I know. I certainly had no clue who Tavlo was back in 2014. Oh, that was on the radio. Oh no, okay, I know what you mean because that was the that was the same album as uh, the her song that I love, the one about Habits drugs. was on that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, totally, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, got heavily remixed and became a hit as well. I fucking love that song when it came out, uh, Habits. So I don't think I've ever listened to the one that he chose, but okay, I support it. Your runners up, one of them has one of my songs. Okay. Uh, it's heavy metal yet reflective. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that. No, heavy metal, but not only that, also reflective. Bozalia. <laughs> I knew I had to choose something from Broke with Expensive Taste. Had I was to. like playing with the idea of Skepta because I was listening to a lot of Skepta that year, but I was like, that's not me. I don't really. Like Shutdown? Yeah. Shutdown was that year. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I almost so chose I like, Young Rapunzel from Azalea's oh, album. Tea. That's such a good one. Yeah, yeah. But I went with Heavy Metal and Reflective. It seems like the most daring Azalea, even mm -hmm. to this day. Like, really crazy song. Great really one, Really beautiful yeah. music video, too. Yeah. Um, but I love your runners-up. I feel like they really encapsulate the spirit of that year. PC music was becoming a thing. So yep. many, like, think pieces about whether it was problematic for them to use feminine voices. Mm. Um, people didn't really know how to deal with all of what was coming like no one really knew what was going on with PC music at the time. Yeah. What was when was Lemonade? Or I believe the fall. I mean, the album was the following year. Okay. Like product, but maybe um, maybe it came out late 2014. 
Would you would you like argue that PC music is one of like the bigger things that have happened this decade and at least in pop music? It has to be, yeah. Yeah. I feel like whether you hate it or you love it, it just like it changed the terms of the bait of pop because pop was always like it's like sort of like when poptimism became the biggest thing. It was like the people taking it to the craziest extreme of like what should be shitty pop by sort of taken seriously by respected publications. Mm-hmm. It was a weird time for pop for sure. This idea of like a perfect pop song became kind of cool. Totally. And now all those people are like intertwined in like LA writing scenes yeah. and like producing scenes and whatever else. So they really yeah. have shaped up like pop after that. Like a lot of them sort of became more like mainstream pop producers in a mm-hmm. way. Interesting, interesting piece of music. And actually my top pick yeah. relates to that in a way. Um, I skewed local, as you can tell. It's Be My <laughs> Baby by Ariana Grande. Oh my God, I love that. Yeah. Produced by Cashmere Cat, who's kind of oh, in a way really? related. Yeah, great song. This song's huge to me. We should have just done a, a special episode where we karaoke all of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> Especially considering that my number one pick is Black Beauty by Lana Del Rey. I would have loved to karaoke that. Uh, okay, I chose <laughs> Lana again. I know, I'm sorry. Sorry, it's the last one, actually. That's okay. This is peak Lana to me, like Ultraviolence era. Hmm. Uh, like sort of like doubling down on when people hated her for being like depressive and like tragic and then she makes this album that is like even more so than the last one yeah it was a huge album for me at the time i feel like it just encapsulates there's like two strands to pop music in this time like either like hyper or like depressive or like low-key with like lord and like lana it became like a thing that people were making like sort of depressing pop but yeah Mm. that's my topic i'm gonna play it Play the chords. That was 2014, wasn't it? Okay, hotter local. <laughs> um, I want to say local. With the exception, I mean, in a way, even the PC music stuff was trying to be local, wasn't it? Yeah, right? It seems like the year was all about like forcefully trying to be local. Tanache Aquarius was her like major label debut. Right. Broke with Expensive Taste was a big label moment too. Mm-hmm. Local year, 2014. A lot of like our indie darlings went local that year, it seems. Hmm. Um, two on. What a great track! What a great track, ruined <laughs> by the one and only Schoolboy Q. But yes, <laughs> an unparalleled guest verse in yeah. terms of ruining the original song. <laughs> okay, to be honest, I haven't read a single article about the end of the decade. Have you? Me neither, actually. Apart, from I like, like skipped all the lists. I was like, I don't. Whatever. Oh, I saw the lists specifically just pitchforks. Well, I know Oblivion was the number one. Is that right? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. That was like back in like October or something that they published that. I guess um, they rounded up. Yeah, I guess. 
I don't want to be tainted by actual knowledge. <laughs> no, exactly, no. That's what I was telling you. Like, I did minimum research for this because I knew the more research I did, the harder it would be to choose. Yeah, I went through Spotify and then I went through my iTunes. That's smart. Which I stopped updating in 2018 um, by right. the looks of it. But like tracks, like a lot of stuff I couldn't really mention, like a lot of stuff by Kingdom, Girl Unit, mm-hmm. um, like Night Slugs and Fate to Mind stuff, like tracks, right. you know? Yeah. Club music. TTT. We'll do a club music special one, one year. <laughs> <laughs> in 2023. Yeah, 2030. I guess that's a good segue to start talking about music again. We have more years, quite frankly, to talk about. <laughs> in fact, five more years. So let's do 2015. Product by Sophie. Art Angels by Grimes. Sucker oh, yeah, by Charlie XCX. Sucker, right. Sucker, baby. Um... I have two runners up if I'm okay. allowed. Oh, yeah, I'm high, I have three songs, but I can't choose what's going to be a runner up and what's going to be uh, murder. My me. choices okay. are fucking local. I'll tell you that much already. My first runner up is uh, Wanna Be Me by Young Thug. Wow. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm not much of like a Young Thug fan, but this song was like. I was listening to it every fucking day of that year. It was pretty. It's kind of his year, crazy. wasn't it? Yeah, um, I'm sure there's a lot to be said about like Mumble of Rap, the 2010s, but we are not equipped to do that analysis. So I'm just gonna stop there um, and then say that my other choice for Runner Up was Rewind by Killala. Oh, yeah. Track right, huge. Wow, was that 2015? Yeah, pretty sure. I hope so. Otherwise. Yeah, you're right. It was. Damn. Yeah. That's a great song. It's a great song. I love that song so much. Yeah. I, that honestly, was huge sort of, for me, actually. Yeah. Sort of, I ended up choosing by songs that even to this day mean a lot to me or like I can listen them, to them still. And that's Rewind for me. Hmm. Like every time it comes on my Muscle Queen playlist, which is my gym playlist, I'm like so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so that wasn't, that's not your top though? No, those are my two runner up. Oh, that's a really good runner up. Damn. Okay. Mm-hmm. Keep going. And my top is Good For You by Selena Gomez. Wow. <laughs> I, I will say just... I scrolled past that album revival in my <laughs> iTunes while I was looking at That's hilarious. I loved that album. Good For You was a huge track. There's like a version with ASAP Rocky, so not that version. The version was just her. Yeah, agree. It's just like, it's like sexy pop. It's so fucking horny. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. It's kind of a similar vibe to Body Party when you think about it. Uh, I can't make that comparison. I just can't, but yeah. I get it. It's like the pacing wrong. maybe is similar. Yeah, the pacing is similar. There's like sultriness of it. The vocals are very different. This is like ASMR. Uh, yeah, peak <laughs> ASMR culture with like yeah. Selena whispering. Oh, I love this song so much. It's just like, I don't know how to describe it. There's like many nights when I would go out with Sierra and M and like my apartment at the time had a roof and I would literally like dance by myself to the song on the roof <laughs> of that <laughs> building. <laughs> I always liked that song. I remember discourse around it being about how if Selena Gomez had earned the right to be so kind of subby in a song, 
so kind like of submissive to a man in a song right. with like such a relatively short artistic career right. um, behind her. And honestly, she probably doesn't deserve to have that kind of a song <laughs> on the radio, but whatever, it kind of goes off. She deserves it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, had to she had to date Justin Bieber. Like, that's not enough credit. Damn, that's hot. I guess that just speaks a lot to my love for subby pop stars, essentially. Yeah. Lana. Anyways. See, you know what? Trend. Maybe I don't identify. Yeah. Maybe that's actually groundbreaking news. <laughs> extra, extra. That I just learned about myself. That's pretty local, eh? That's what are your local. Choices? That's got to be local. I mean, that's, mine are local, uh, too. We have Lean On for the runner-up. Oh, by interesting. Mo and Major Lazer. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's going to be the first time we disagree this entire episode. I hate that song. You hate that song? Okay. Yeah. It was everywhere for two full summers. Yeah, it really wasn't. So I couldn't, I couldn't say no. Iconically... <laughs> <laughs> appropriative dance moves in the video oh, yeah. <laughs> i forgot about that actually none of them got canceled they just got no. kind of shit talked on twitter well that was a bit before cancel culture maybe i forget exactly where they are but um maybe india somewhere in india. yeah yeah something like that i mean yeah it's not a great look but that song is great to me and i mean as if i could have chosen a more local top pick mm -hmm. it's the less i know the better by tame impala Oh, wow. Crazy, yeah. Local in a different way, but I guess, yeah, local. Song. I love that album. When it I came would argue out. Tame Impala maybe became local a little bit after that album came out, but yeah, that album has a long shelf life. Absolutely, I listened to it recently. Actually, it's good. 2015. I feel like when did that's the year of like Bad Blood by Taylor Swift. Ew. Because I'm thinking of like the conversation we had in the last episode about like friendship in the 2010s, my squads. Right. That was peak that culture. Because I'm pretty sure that's also the year when Beyonce and Nikki did that music video at Coachella. Oof. So so staged, but they were like supposed to be friends or whatever. Or and like it was like only on title, so it barely made it yeah, mark. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, the 2010s really because people were trying to be feminist, so they were like, Oh, we don't have we can't have like celebrity couples anymore, so we're gonna have celebrity friendships. But it flopped. No one has friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty fifteen, yeah, what a great year. But so absolutely local. local. Yeah, mm. this couldn't be more local. I mean, we did get that Sophie album, or yeah. that Sophie EP, but, you know. And I loved Art Angels, but that's local, too. Yeah, yeah. And Sucker, needless to say. Needless to say, local. Okay, 2016. Let's start with a voicemail, then. Yvonne, I think. Hi, Juan and Josh. Uh, it's Yvonne. Uh, my favorite artist of this decade was definitely Beyonce. I think it was the most interesting artist to look at, and she released three albums. My favorite was Lemonade, and let's see which turn her music takes in the next 10 years. And that's all. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays, Yvonne. I love you. Got some tingles from that. Yeah, that was yeah. nice. It was a good call. <laughs> yeah, I love him. He's such a Beyonce faggot. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, I didn't see that coming Beyonce. at all. Someone had to say it, though. Because we weren't going to. I was about to, actually. My runner-up is Beyonce, so that's perfect. 
perfect segue i'm glad he brought up beyond because my favorite beyonce album is actually four which came out in 2011 but that doesn't mm-hmm. have like specific songs that i love but love drought of lemonade is one of my favorite pop songs mm-hmm. ever that's funny for me party on four is one of my favorite beyonce oh songs. oh that's a great song actually yeah it's good right. yeah yeah obviously um, countdown was good too I guess, yeah, Beyonce was huge this decade. It's funny that it took us to 2016 to even mention her name. No, I mean, yeah, she was huge. I mean, she obviously changed the game of whatever, or re- mm-hmm. of releasing music with self-titled. That was 2013, mm. when she sneak, snuck her way and just released an album without anyone knowing. Right. Lemonade was similar. But to me, Lemonade, the merits of Lemonade are more visual than they're musical, if that mm. makes sense. Right. I feel like... Beyonce is a great is a great artist and I love her and I used to be or still I'm a huge stan but I feel like she doesn't really innovate musically that much she doesn't really like set the agenda for what music is going to be like or anything like that she is however probably the performer of the decade just like amazing especially the the Lemonade era she was just giving like stunning performance after stunning performance Mm -hmm. she's an icon it's easy to hate her because she's so huge and like perfect seeming um, but it's an icon and I love drought is such a beautiful love song. Yeah. I agree with all of that. Honestly, yeah. good summary of Beyonce of one entire decade of Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> no, I agree with all of it. Yeah. What's your runner up? I had some like deeper cut runners up. Okay. Auntie came out in 2016. Oh, Rihanna. Yeah. yeah. Huge album front to back. I should probably then say my top pick because it's from Auntie. Oh, say it. Uh, work. <laughs> work. Fully work, like the single. That song was huge to me that year. It's like epitome of good pop music to me. I always hated Drake on that one, though. Yeah, what's that line that everyone makes fun of? Um, if you had a twin, I would still choose you. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> <says> that the... <laughs> um, it was a big song in nightlife for me. Yeah. To hear that out, to hear that on the street, to hear that coming from cars, everything. Mm. I love that. It was that, that song, eh? It was the, the song that was playing in cars that year, for sure. Yeah. Oh, also, Bad Gal had an EP that year. Oh, Slow really? Line. Oh, whoa. Huge songs on that. Palmistry had an album that I listened to nonstop in 2016, mm-hmm. but my number, oh, I haven't even said my runner up yet. No, you haven't. It is lifted by Palmistry off that album. OT. Super minimal, oh. this white British guy, mm-hmm. basically a Caribbean accent, makes no sense. It is seems appropriation. Like, right. It seems like the year of the Cari- of Caribbean music. I'm just going to yeah, say that. Yeah, the year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say that. See, pop is so stupid that way because it just like lifts from cultures whenever it feels like it. And it does become a one year affair. Yeah, no, literally. Yeah. It's shitty. It's a shitty, it's a shitty industry. And here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of industry. Yeah. My number one is Into You by Ariana Grande. Oh, classic. Oh, that's the faggot song of the decade, I think. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Hugely. There's no denying that that's a humongous track. I love that song. Any self-respecting F-word loves that song. 
what we like to call a high stakes pop song about love. Yeah. Feels like the end of the world. That song to me isn't isn't a car song. Like I, I didn't really hear it everywhere. Okay. It was like more of like a cultural niche thing for the it's, gays than it you're was. You're right. Like, it's more of like an ox chord moment than a car yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. That's the real distinction. But that still counts. It's different, oh, absolutely. but it still counts. No, yeah. There was a famous Lord tweet to me that is for some reason now deleted. Basically, I think how this is set up is Lord was in Japan. She heard Into You coming mm. from a club or something. And she was like, this was like a few months after it came out. She was like, I can't believe Into You wasn't a smash hit. Like, it's right. the biggest song I've ever heard. So much emotion. It's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And obviously people were like, yeah, it should have been number one. Like, all the F words came out in growth <laughs> and were like, this is the song of the year. We love it. And she was like, she related it to um, a Carly Rae Jepsen song as well. Oh, true. Oh, we haven't even said that name. We haven't said that name. You're right. <laughs> I, I, and I said, won't. Lord said, it's too much for the half-open heart. I've totally brought this up before. Yeah, um, I don't remember. N- yeah, I don't know. I feel like I talk about it a lot because it's mm-hmm. just like a formative tweet for me. Okay. But the idea that these huge pop songs push like emotion too far for the average listener, I think right. is something we talk about a lot. Yeah, yeah. I like that idea. A high-stakes pop song. Not everyone can handle it, to be honest. Not everyone wants that energy. Yeah. And Into You is that energy. And I feel like it's probably more for like the, not the casual pop listener, but for people who, like what you were saying, like an Oxcord moment, like people who seek out that sort of experience mm-hmm. of like emotional overdrive versus like if you, you, you just wouldn't like, it's not for the casual listener, essentially. It's more for like if you're actually like invested in pop music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You That's really have to song. be invested. Yeah. It's a really great song. Um, yeah. <laughs> The most basic pop music. It's a lot it's of energy. It's so basic, yeah. <laughs> uh, for I think it seems, considering that mine was work and yours was into you, that's a local year, 2016. I think it's local, yeah. It also was like tra- a traumatizing year for a lot of Americans and Canadians too, with the mm. Trump election, mm-hmm. Brexit. It really seemed like the world was coming to an end in 2016. Yeah. I moved to Barcelona for a year. Was that a good year for you personally? Um, no. (laughs) Last half of the decade, honestly, not great. When did you move to Toronto? What year? 2011. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So like most of your decade was in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Almost all of it. Only 2010 was Waterloo, Ontario, working at American Apparel. I guess mine was mostly Montreal and then Toronto in 2017, our Mm -hmm. next year. And 2018. A blip in Toronto. Mm -hmm cute let's keep going 2017 we're getting this is starting to feel like yesterday yeah no exactly that's the thing that you were saying at the beginning like the 2010 songs felt like from 2000 but then the 2007 songs feel like they were from yesterday 17 yeah yeah yeah. 17 on they all felt like oh this just came out yeah we do have a voicemail for this year too let's once again start with the voicemail hi local singles long time listener first time caller um i just want to Give my hot take on the year 2017. I think it was a great year for pop. And I think the best album from 2017 was Melodrama by Lord. But the best song was not from Lord. I think the best song was actually Miley Cyrus, Malibu. Anyways, uh, what are your thoughts on 2017 as a year of pop? Bye. But here I am 
next to you The sky is so blue In Malibu I applaud his brave, braveness? Bravery? His <laughs> bravery Malibu is like a risky choice if you like Declaring Malibu, Malibu the best song of the year is deranged but i <laughs> loved that song yeah that said that's a great song borderline crackheadian but that's why we love sod because yeah. this is the kind of take that we need in hot local singles yeah hot takes i love that song too i didn't discover it till he made me listen to it recently because i told him how obsessed i was with slide away mm-hmm. to the 2019 track and he was like oh well then you should listen to malibu because it's like sort of a similar concept agree totally yeah they're similar it's a great choice yeah thanks for calling sod what are your choices? Okay, my runner-up is Disco Tits by Tovlo. Ooh, classic in the group chat. Andy's most played song of 2018, which we'll get to. <laughs> but my number one song, <laughs> my number one song is I Love You Too by Charlie XCX off number one angel. Danielle Harrell produced. Yeah, good one. Huge one. Yeah, huge one. I should have gone first, actually, because my runner-up was uh, Hard Feelings by Lord, which Saad brought up. Okay. You know I love down-tempo pop. I do. Um, Made me cry a bit, probably. My number one choice for 2017, though, was... uh, This was a really hard choice, because essentially, I chose Porsche by Charlie XCX. Wow. With Mo. With Mo. It was either that or Unlock It, both from Pop 2. But I was texting you about this. Pop 2 came out in 2017, but like mid-December. I feel like the cultural impact of it was 2018. But I remember clearly like the winter break of 2017 listening to all of Pop 2. So I'm going to say it's 2017 for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Unlock It is immediate. In the end, I can't support it as my own pick just because of that guest verse um <laughs> by jay park you, you hate guest verses like if they're good they're so good but yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah number one angel and pop two in one year is great but year yeah. for charlie that was a year of charlie for me yeah and porsche i didn't even talk about porsche but porsche to me is just so so beautiful it is the lyrics make no sense but it's such a beautiful production <laughs> <laughs> honestly some of the the most lyricism of all time for charlie <laughs> <laughs> the most lyrics. The most lyricism of all time. <laughs> Wait, I do love that. Is that from Porsche, which is like a one rose lying on your grave because you pushed everyone away? Totally, like yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that line so much. Only one rose, only Charlie's rose. Yeah. It's a good sad. song. It's one of her perfect pop songs, I would say. Absolutely. I think that's why I like it so much because it just seems from beginning to end, nothing extra, nothing yeah. missing. Like, I love mm. Fembot, but to me, the guest verse in Fembot ruins the whole song. Mm. Yeah. That's a Anyways, messy song for me. 
Saad asked us what we thought about 2017. 2017 for me was mad boring because it was literally, literally Charlie XCX and Lana. I became a Lana stan in 2017. That was the year when I became like obsessive. Kalila Take Me Apart was that year too. Yeah, that whole it was album. huge for the F words. I almost chose one of her songs, but... Char- Charlie XCX felt hot in 2017. Yeah. She was. She was hot in 2017. I'm going to stand by that for that year. Yeah, 2017 yeah. was hot to me. I think I agree with that. Yeah, she's kind of queen of locals at this point. Um, at this point in time. When that's okay, but it's just, it is what it is. Yeah, at least she's making her coin now, which right. is good for her. But back in 2017, it really felt like she was hot, the hottest pop star. She was like coming into her own artistry or something. Mm-hmm. Fully, fully. And she was and making I felt like I was too, just by proxy. Yeah, she was making actually really interesting pop. And I think for me, like I'm much more of a, this kind of pc production mm-hmm. like to me this is more interesting than like early rough pc like from 2014 or whatever mm-hmm. i like this more polished actual pop pop mm-hmm. because before it was like experimental pop which is like, oh, obviously great but it doesn't have the same replay value that like pop 2 had yeah so the songs me, are like, finally feeling finished exactly exactly so this is peak yeah. for me of that sound too like pop 2 mm-hmm. was is, is and will always be the peak pc music sound yeah, I think you're right. It was like yeah. a slow build-up, but very of the decade. Yeah, exact. I can't say Sophie played out the way I thought she would. Like, Absolutely not, right? Because there was that picture of her in the studio with Rihanna. Like, who knows where that demo mm. is? She was sort of positioned as this, like, massive producer for the yeah. stars. And it just kind of... I don't know if she got nervous or, like, anxious or what, but I feel like she took a step back in a serious yeah. way. In a serious way, right? Yeah, that's like the best way to describe it. Pearls of... Well, of the pearls inside, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, So should we then move on to 2018? Let's do 2018, yeah. We're really getting close to the present day. (laughs) Oh, my 2018 is so local. Okay, go ahead. Mine is too, actually. My (laughs) runner-up is Boot Up by LMA. Oh, LMA. Oh, yeah, you love that song. Yeah, I love that song, yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. (laughs) Sowie. And my top... I'll just go with my topic. It's The Distance by... um, Mariah Effing Carey and Tidal oh, Sign. I love you for that choice. I had to. Toshi. I love you so much. A perfect yeah. song as well. A perfect song. We going a An album that was like properly rated by the f-words but underrated by the public at large my top picks for for this one it was pretty easy my runner-up was one kiss by doula peep wow yeah good <laughs> and calvin harris i love that song so much it's like pure pop you know it's like fully just like unleash your faggotry and like probably at like black eagle or something and just like yeah. go off i really 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 love that song and i would always play that song or i always make the uber drivers play it Mm-hmm. terrorize them and my number one pick for that year oh yeah this was this was just last year so yeah my number one pick was no tears left to cry by ariana grande wow that song is so beautiful to me Yeah. I'm shaken. Okay, yeah. It's a great song. 
I think it's on EP Garage production, I want to say. Maybe. Who cares? Honestly. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, but my songs here, I feel like, are not very reflective of the sound of the year, also because it gets harder. It's harder to like describe a year the closer you are to it, obviously. Mm. Like, it's easy to be like, yeah, the 2000, 2011 was this and that. But 2018, mm-hmm. we're still sort of like examining it because it was only last year. Yeah. It was, I almost chose a Travis Scott song for this, but that would have been too straight. What, like Thicko Mode? No, uh, Astro Thunder. They have the same album, but yeah. Okay. But yeah, No Tears Left to Cry. I love that song. To me, that's like peak Ariana. I gave that song a really hard time when it came out. I came around to it a little bit. Danielle Harrell loves that song too. Great. I guess that's that. I'm happy with that. (laughs) Should I look at my top songs 2018? Mm -hmm. See, I didn't really use Spotify till this year, so it's hard to tell. It's tough, isn't it? So Kim Petras was big last year, obviously. Oh, right. Bad Gal. (laughs) Want to know what my number one plate of 2018 is? What? Chun-Li. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. I'm such a fucking faggot. It's like, it's, it's it's basically this year. Like, 2018 is the same as 2019 to me. Yeah, in a lot of ways it is. I guess I blame Spotify, like, for funneling me into um, my set ways. Yeah, I know, right? And I blame Poptimism for everyone else listening to the same thing. Yeah. Ever since I started using Spotify, I feel like I've been listening to the same music more. Like restricting myself more to like the same artists. Right. Maybe 2020 is a year that I go back to like SoundCloud or something. I loved all the techno faggots like when the Spotify shit came out and a few days later like the SoundCloud one came out. And all these like techno fags were like posting like their favorite mixes of the year as if anyone gives a fuck about that. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. That is a different kind of podcast. (laughs) We should do a techno podcast, a special edition. Ew. (laughs) <laughs> you're disgusting no soundcloud's important to me soundcloud created poptimism yeah. nightcore everything like that oh yeah nightcore i blame taylor swift for um making straight guys care about pop music mm-hmm. it's funny because i know one specific straight dude who loves taylor swift me too <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same i don't think it's not um, no like i think it's pretty funny that a podcast with two gay men didn't utter the words Carly Ray Jepsen. Yeah, but it never crossed my mind. Emotion was huge, whatever that year was. Like 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. Massive I mean, for yeah, us. Massive. Great pop us. music, I think. I think it's good pop music, but to me, it just doesn't, it just didn't carve a place in my heart <laughs> in the same way that all the choices that I made did. It didn't like force its way into my heart the way um, yeah. Into You did or like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know why. We, like I've talked about Carly before, I just, yeah. I don't feel it from I think her. for me is that I need a persona. Like, I prefer pop stars like Ariana that have, like, a public persona, like, have a narrative, that have a story about themselves. And Carly has never had that. Carly's so fucking boring to me. Hmm. Like, her yeah. music, or I don't even want to know who she is, but I want her to, like, give me something. Give me a story. Give me a something. Yeah. We also didn't mention Taylor Swift, but neither of us is really a Swifty. We didn't mention Robin. Yeah, I thought about that when I was talking about Fembot, like Charlie's Fembot. Right. That was a big early decade situation. Totally. Body pop. Body <laughs> body talk. Body talk, yeah. I was huge on that, actually. I listened to that album a lot, but I haven't since. The T is 2011 was all about Robin for me, like, yeah. and 2010. Like, I think me too. I just kind of, I almost can't talk about it. I don't even know why. I think I didn't even consider it because like, even though 2011 was just Robin, after that, 
I haven't listened to Robin. I didn't really pay much attention to Honey when he came out even. No. If um, I was probably being fully, fully truthful in terms of like sheer number of plays, like Robin would be my top pick of 2010 and probably mm-hmm. my runner up as well. Crazy. There'd be songs. Yeah. Don't fucking tell me what to do. Obviously, oh, fuck, I love the album that. version of Dancing on My Own. Fembot's great too. Wait, Don't Fucking Tell Me What To Do should have made it maybe. I forgot about that song. It's you know what it probably should have. Yeah. You should have. Let's honorary. This is where we start our apology tour. Yeah. Like that, there was so much good stuff in those body talk EPs and eventually in the album too. Yeah, started stronger than it ended. I would say for that whole era. But yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, super important to me. Super yeah. optimist and, and to gay culture. Yeah, super optimist. Huge deal, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can't believe we didn't mention that. The official narrative of like mainstream culture is that it was a decade of Taylor Swift, but mm-hmm. not really to me. I mean, I like Taylor. I love her songwriting. I think she's a valuable addition to the pop canon, but mm-hmm. she's not in my heart. Probably exact same take on Drake for the decade too. Yeah, fully. Valuable in like terms of money, driving the economy type vibe. <laughs> yeah, and like Both actual like airplay and radio stations was probably Drake, at yeah. least in Canada. For sure. Yeah. Both. Yeah, Drake Taylor was Swift huge, too. eh? Fuck, I forgot about that. I guess Drake yeah. is just like a straight man thing. Mm-hmm. But, but I loved Hotline Bling when it came out. That was I huge love for Hotline me. Bling, yeah. I love the... Um, one Dance? No, the one from like 2013. Oh, the one we can never remember the name of? Yeah, this happened before, right? Yeah. Hold On, We're Going Home. Yeah, yeah. I like that song when it came out. With Majid Jordan. Who else did I miss? I guess that's it. We mentioned Beyonce weirdly. Oh, we didn't mention Grimes really, which was also a huge thing this year, this decade. She didn't make it onto my singles, but albums I I tried to mention. Yeah, I liked yeah. Art Angels. I know you don't love Art Angels, but oh, I yeah, really you did mention Art Angels. Yeah, I yeah. feel like Art Angels is really excellent. Yeah, no, I've come around to like it more, but like specific songs on it. Mm. Yeah, I almost like, had World Princess Part Two as like a top pick. For oh me. shit! Yeah, I really went through a few different waves over the past week or so making yeah. this list. It's not easy. It's not, it doesn't even really make sense to choose one song. No, not at all. This job is so hard and you guys don't even give us money for it. I'm trying to, I guess that's it. There's not, if, if we can remember any artists, it's, they're probably not that relevant. Oh, you know, this is going to haunt us. Oh wait, I'm shocked that you didn't say any Katy Perry. So I did have a Katy Perry song at one point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. It was um, Wide Awake, okay. 2012, I believe. But really the only iconic part of that to me when I really think about it is the way she says wide awake. There's something like, <laughs> there's something about that, that like will never leave my head. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the rest of the song is kind of just whatever. I, I had teenage dream in my 2010 shortlist. Yeah. 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 But that's it, kind of a, that's kind of a take people have, right? That's one yeah. of the best pop songs of all time. I think it really is. And I agree, but yeah, I think we're, I think w- us two can move past that song. As exactly, like, yeah. You know, we have other stuff. That's why I like, I, what I like about our lists is that we really just didn't stick to what, I mean, there's just so many lists already saying that about Teenage Dream that we don't need to say it again. I have to, I have to assume every list had Teenage Dream on it, yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful pop song. Yeah, I guess that's, that covers the pop stars. No, I, I stand Katie all decade, to be honest. I really did. Yeah. No, I know you did. It's a good point. Thanks for bringing her up, actually. <laughs> Yeah, what a decade for pop. It really was the decade of pop, I feel like. Do you think that's just us or is that a fact? I think it's a fact. I think it's a fact and in, in not in different ways. But I do think that in general, like this decade versus the 2000s, I think pop, like mainstream music publications, like specifically Pitchfork, for example, started respecting 
the work of pop stars way more. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it was like cultural feminism because obviously so much of pop is made by women. Mm. Um, you think that's this year or this decade? This decade. Okay. Like I, maybe it's just my impression, but I feel like in the 2000s, as a teenager, I used to be so embarrassed of listening to pop music. It, all, mm. it, would, like, it would be just about like indie rock that I would like publicly acknowledge that I would listen to. Yeah. And I feel like this decade, maybe it's a matter of being in my 20s and being a bit more mature. I like owned mm. up more to like my popness because I think that it became more cool to listen to pop. Definitely. But now we have to wrap it up. Let's do yeah. 2019. Let's do 2019. Let's end this decade once and for fucking all. Let's yeah. Be done with it. <laughs> I wish we had like a countdown, like a New Year's Eve countdown. Yeah, for... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, we deserve that. What a year for pop. Yeah. What a what a decade for pop. It was a good year, seriously. It um, also helps that we've been meticulously like thinking yeah, about exactly. the music every two weeks yeah yeah so that's what made it really hard because then i was like am i gonna be honest also this was the year where like i only use spotify essentially so what spotify mm -hmm. says is f the truth yeah so my top pick will be that um okay what's your runner-up <laughs> i don't want to say this it's hard i have alone by slater mm. again because it was like i listened to it a, quite a bit so that came out 2018, they but came in 2018 you could argue that it was on the album so yeah, yeah fair enough and then i have as my other runner up i have you're gonna kill me for this choice because it kind of makes no sense but my name is dark by grimes which came out literally last week wow you tweeted that it was your favorite grimes song ever recently yeah um bold and I, and I know i'm gonna regret this choice because obviously you love a song just when it comes out Hmm. But I think I choose it as a as a runner up mostly because I this is my Grimes. I feel like Miss Anthropocene is going to be the time when I go off on Grimes. Like the okay. shit she's released so far, I'm like this is going to be our best album. Um, I actually agree. She released like a crazy drum and bass situation. She didn't release it, but she kind of half performed it at yeah. the Game Awards. Oh yeah, I saw night. that. You tweeted about that. Yeah, I did. It's such a crazy song. Yeah, a catchy song too. It sounds like it might be called Four AM. I think she released that. She released that. 4 a.m. She's released. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, she's released that for sure. Wow. No, and this I is, love that song. That song is what made me also say what I was just saying. And also another choice that I kind of wanted to give a shout out to was Billie Eilish. Oh my God, she did release it. I'm a dumb ass. <laughs> it's a really good song. <laughs> it's a great song, yeah. It came out yesterday. Holy shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But also Billie Eilish. I love her, as you know. Okay. She was very 2019. But should I just go ahead with my top choice? Do it, yeah. Hit me. Uh, this is fully statistical. After the Lana, because I didn't want to do Lana again, my most listened to song was I Don't Search, I Find by Madonna. Finally enough love. Finally enough love. Yes, you love that song. You know I love that song. It's, it's good. To me. to me, it's just like, this should be played in every... I was going to say disco. Where the fuck am I? Like, 80 years old. <laughs> in every club. This song is... Dancery. It should be huge. It should be humongous. Dancery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, obviously fading. This decade really knocked us out. Yeah. It's been a hard decade for sure. Decade of fascism. TKO in the words of unreleased Charlie XCX. <laughs> Anyways, I Don't Search I Find, great track. My track of the year, for sure. By Madonna, by the way. I feel it. My runner-up is by Georgia. 
about Work the Dance Floor. I listened to that the most out of any song all year. Whoa, crazy. I think that was in our first episode. Oh, okay. I think so. It was like early in the first episode. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great song. It's her biggest pop moment yet. And I kind of don't think she'll, she can be bothered to match it, to be honest. She's <laughs> honestly more of a rock girl. Right. But I love that song. Um, and my top pick is Party Up the Street by Miley Cyrus and Sway Lee. Whoa. Joshy, that's shocking. This is the song that we should have mentioned on the podcast. Yeah, I guess we didn't discuss it, did we know? We didn't discuss it. We discussed um, the single. Yeah, like Mother's Daughter. Yeah. But I love this song. I love Sway Lee. You do love Sway Lee. Very of the decade. Both of those two, I think. Great song. We finished the decade pretty weirdly. Like our 2019 picks were like weird. Also Madonna. Madonna is like not an artist of the 2010s. Like she barely survived this decade. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny to think that Confessions on the Dance Floor was t- 2005. Yeah. It feels like it could have been 2010. It could have been, honestly. So much to discover Bible this decade. So we made it. We made it. Crazy. We have finished a decade. 2019 was hot, I think, to be honest. I think it was hot, yeah. Gave me a whole new appreciation for music in general. It, like, raised our... It raised... Um, what's the word? I love when I start forgetting words that's when, and meanings. That's when we've been on this for like two hours. That happens to me too. What am I trying to say? It like raised our opinions. It raised our... Um, our takes. <laughs> S apostrophe takes. It, takes. it raised everything but our salaries. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> uh, I literally don't know the word I'm trying to say, so I guess I'll just forget it. Um, before we go though... Yeah. We'll be back in January, first of all, mm-hmm. for another episode of Singles. But before we go, I found something on Twitter that I think you'll like. I love it. I know I liked it. Okay. It rocked my world today a little bit. Rocked me to my <laughs> core. It brings together the beginning of the decade and the end of this decade Ooh. so perfectly, Juan. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. It's a mashup. Not to say the M word. Oh my God, mashups. Okay. I'm going to let you pl- hear it for a while. Okay. okay? When you get it, <laughs> wait, I feel like I'm having a stroke. I know the song, but I can't wait for it. Oh, okay, no, this is. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Wait. Whoa. <laughs> Polachek. Oh my god. It goes off, huh? Yeah. I love this uh, super bass and so how you're hurting my feelings. I love this like Nikki meme that's been going around. The mashups of like a bunch of songs in her rap. Her rap. Yeah, her rap totally. Of songs. Um someone did um video games didn't really work some of them didn't work um (laughs) let's just say that it's a good time to 
pay respects to her full pop mode, I would say, as we round out the decade. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can't take that shit for granted. That was a big that was a big time for her. Yeah. She should bring it back. Ugh, I love that song. Her next album. I know she retired from music, I forgot. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, today I was um at pickup, which is like a restaurant slop slash dependent in Montreal. And uh-huh. whoever was uh, playing the music played it was this song, like the Polo Chick song. Then right after played Cellophane by FKA Twigs. Then played Gold Frap, which I never hear, but I love. Yeah. And then I'm missing something. Something. Oh, and then played like uh, Wise Blood. It just seemed really faggoty to me at the time. Very like geared towards me specifically. I feel like someone was like trying to not talk to me. But yeah. Was, was I feel like everyone's feeling, everyone's feeling reflective about the decade. Yeah, totally. I think it was a great decade. I think uh, if you lo- leave politics aside, absolutely a great decade. Great decade for music. I should be clear. Say, was it hot or local? The decade. Now we're talking yeah. decade or the year? <laughs> no, decade. The full decade. The year was hot. The year the was decade? hot, decade? Yeah. Oof, hard. Oh. So vast. I wonder <laughs> if like we wrote down every year, if we said hot or local for each year, what like, would win? Yeah, like mathematically, which one would be more? Yeah, like the mean. Yeah. Mean average. I don't know. It's kind of a stupid question when you think about it. I think it was a hot decade. I think it was. I think it was. Yeah. So much music. I think Grimes helped it be hot, to be <laughs> honest. Even though she can be local in her own way. Yeah. Lana made it hot single-handedly, if you ask me. Lana made it local single-handedly. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Let me just go to Toronto and punch in the face. <laughs> of her. Let me get on a train right now. Get on a train. <laughs> Could not have picked a slower method yeah. of travel. <laughs> Let me get a steamboat. <laughs> yeah. Let me walk to Toronto and be you the fuck up. Um, anyways. Yeah, thanks for listening. All year, in fact. Yeah. we. If you disagree with any of our takes or have to add anything to it, don't forget that our lines are always open for you to leave voicemails. Or voice notes. Yep. And to the people who did call, thank you. I know it's not easy. Um, no. You all killed it. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I say we listen to that mashup again. Yeah. We say goodbye for the year. <laughs> bye, listener. Okay, bye, Juan. See you next decade. Oh, excuse me. You're a hell of a guy. You know I really got a thing for American guys. I mean, sigh. Sickening eyes. I can tell that you're in touch with your feminine side. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Somebody did.